Welcome to AVL Minutes, where we talk about some tech tips, some industry news. We'll actually cover that this time, and some of our road stories, also covered in this episode. My name is Peyton Graham, one of the owners here at Asteria Controls, and with me today, as always, is my esteemed technician and live streaming expert, Jordan Newman. Jordan, how are you? Uh, fantastic. I'm doing great. Glad to hear me. it. Glad to hear it. We've uh, we've been doing some work and doing some uh, some different things. It's kind of the fun thing about this line of work is that every job is different. Every job requires a unique solution and a unique way to make that solution happen. Every install looks a little different because everyone wants something different. And you know what? It keeps it fun. I think we enjoy it very much. But one thing that is consistent among all these jobs is that a lot of the products that are being installed are going up high, up in the ceiling, up on truss, up in rafters. And uh, that usually leads to this single common denominator of lifts and ladders and heights. Jordan, how do you feel about heights? Um, I like them. I don't, yeah, I don't mind them at all. I think I'm not afraid of much. The only thing I'm afraid of is spiders. So yeah, heights are great. Yeah, I, uh, I agree. I definitely, not the spider thing. Um, no, I mean, I don't prefer spiders, but I'm not going to like, I don't think anyone prefers them. <laughs> hmm. Can I get a spider? <laughs> like, no. Goes, actually, some people do go to the pet store and get spiders. I mean, they do sell tarantulas at PetSmart. So. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> Different conversation. <laughs> anyway, back to the lifts. Anyway, I do enjoy good height. I do enjoy getting up in the sky, climbing up on top of the ladders. I prefer lifts to ladders just because uh, I feel like I always need a hand for balance available, and I don't like carrying heavy stuff up ladders. Just uh, not really a big yeah. preference. But, you know, oftentimes when we get into these jobs, they have lifts on site, and sometimes they are very sketchy and half-functional, or they just never get used, and they're just like, oh, yeah, we got a lift hop on in and go on up and you'll totally be fine. Have we charged it in the last three years? No, of course not. Do, <laughs> do you need to go get a battery for it? Probably. But you know what? Yes. You'll be okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's that, I mean, I won't say the church, but there's a church locally that we've ran into some issues with uh, the battery and uh, Peyton went up there and it did not come down. So Peyton's, I don't know, how high in the air do you think you were? Um, I think it feet. was only like 30 feet. Yeah, 30 feet something. Yeah. So he's probably 30 feet up in the air. You know, he's asking me for help. He's like, what do we do? And I'm just busy, you know, with my phone recording him dangle from the top of a lift. And uh, I was having a good time down on the ground where it was safe. Um, but there was like the little thing where you can like pull it to drop it down was like a one-time use and someone had already pulled it. And so like we couldn't emergency pull it down. So Peyton literally had to climb down the lift and then we had to, did we have to buy a battery or did we have to get charging cables for the battery? 
Well, so on a job that we pulled off at this same location prior, the lift literally wouldn't even work because it had no battery in it. So we had to go find a marine battery, bring it back, install it in the lift, charge the customer, and then do the job. But this lift is so old that not only did it not have a battery, but it doesn't have a charging circuit. So you got to like jumper cable style charge up this battery every time and the location we were installing this in just didn't like must have not crossed the mind because they didn't get a charging circuit for it or look into charging it after we left and so when we came back the next time that sucker was on its last limb of dead which ended up with me up in the air and no way down except gravity (laughs) Uh, luckily, that that lift did kind of have a bit of a uh, of a ladder mechanism, kind of like once you got to the first step, it was kind of easy to come down. Wouldn't you say? I mean, because like as it, it goes up, it was designed for that. But well, yeah, no, I'm not saying I'm not saying it had that in mind when created, but I'm saying like it wasn't as difficult as maybe it may sound. It was just more funny than it was. Yeah, no, the hardest part was just the the blind footing over the yeah, edge fi- to land yeah. on the uh, the pillar. That first step, basically. Also, yeah, and then... it wasn't very stable either. Go ahead. What'd you say? I said it wasn't very stable either. Oh, yeah, no, not at all. You had to balance pretty well on that thing. Um, When I was there... So I was at that same location, I think finishing up that job. So we did that in a few days. It was just um, for house lighting. And so we installed the brackets, I believe, together. And then I went back and installed the light fixtures and did all the wiring and whatnot. And that whole entire day. So I think I went the first day and either installed the lights or installed the wiring first. I don't really remember. Or maybe I did one side. I installed one side and the lift was just done. Like it wouldn't even stay charged. So I was finally just told Peyton, I was like, hey, I'm just gonna head home and I'm gonna leave it charging overnight, turn off the lift, plug it in, call it good. I went back the next day. I was like, okay, I should not need these stupid jumper cables with this extension cord. It should be fully charged. It charged for a good almost 24 hours. I mean, 21 probably or 20. Mm-hmm. So like, this thing's fine. This thing's going to be great. So I go up once, install a light, do some wiring, scoot it over. Oh, yeah. And this one doesn't drive. Okay. So I'm at a job by myself. I have to go up, do some installing, go back down. And now I have to push it over to the next spot. <laughs> and then I have to go back up, do it again. And so in my head, I'm like, yeah, this thing will just last all day. So I'll just be able to, you know, up, down, up, down, up, down. I wish there was a time lapse of me on this job because it would be hilarious. <laughs> but of course, after an hour, maybe two, it's dead. Okay. It's just done. Like I'm going up super slow. I get halfway and I'm like, I don't want to pull a Peyton right now. So I'm just going to go straight <laughs> back down. So I go down and then I have to do the, do the whole extension cable with the jumper cables attached to the battery the entire day. So every time I move it, I got to make sure I'm not running over this cord and the cables. And then I have to go up and 
down and leave it charged while I'm using it. So it just just adds a whole extra factor that shouldn't be necessary. But it's it's typical for us on a job. Something to go wrong. I mean, at this point, we're pretty pretty used to, you know, dealing with these kinds of things. It doesn't really bother me too much at this point. I'm just kind of expectant that things will be how they will be. Yeah, and I mean, I guess you kind of have to be in that mindset, like expect the unexpected or just expect something to go wrong. Because if, if you're planning for everything to go right, then I think you're kind of planning for failure in a sense. It's like how my dad always taught me to... Um, like when driving anywhere, you leave with time for something to go wrong. Like you might get a flat tire. So you want to leave with that in mind. I mean, obviously, I don't do it every time I go anywhere. But like especially for a big trip, you want to plan for getting an accident. You want to plan for getting a flat tire. You want to plan for all these things that could happen. It's very unlikely. But for jobs, it's the same way. You want to plan for they're not being a lift that's going to work properly you want to plan for so you can avoid that and fix it when the time comes mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah or i guess a better example is adding additional wiring on either end and coiling it up for if plans change in the future of whatever the building is and they have to move some wires that they have the ability to instead of running a new one just extending or shortening. Yep. Yep. And as as we work through it, excuse me. Wow. Um. Yeah. Yep. Definitely that. Good. Good in all. Good in all of the above. Um. Yeah, I definitely am considering for future jobs just, even if there is a lift on site, renting a moving functional lift from like a rental, you know, a lift rental company because yeah. then I don't have to worry about buying a battery for a freaking lift and just, you know, charge them a couple hundred bucks because it's not that yeah. expensive. Do the work and then have the lift get picked up and then we're out of there. Yeah, but I've never thought about doing that actually. But that, that would be smart. I mean, the only reason that would be ineffective if like we get rented a lift and it's like the same lift that they have on site. I don't know. I mean, yeah. Obviously, I check with what they have on site and the functionality okay. of yeah. it. But yeah. when people are like, oh, we have a lift. I think it works. Honestly, at this point. It's just like it probably doesn't. So we're going to get one. Yeah. At this point, I just need to require. Like, it's just mandatory that a lift be rented if they can't confirm these things. Because yeah. that's just not how it's going to work. I know I try and be like very like, you know very helpful and you know try and cater to the needs of the customer all the time um especially when it comes to like fitting into a budget but it's not that much more 
to just make sure that we'll have a lift on site that'll save us time, which then saves the customer money. So, yeah, and they should be able to understand like, listen, we've had experience doing this at multiple places. And when someone tells us that, that they have a working lift, it is hard for us to trust that they have a working lift. So, for the ease of the job, we're going to be renting our own or well we're going to be renting one that we know will work that way we know we can show up do our job and get out of there mm-hmm. whereas we don't have to spend a couple hours doing lift maintenance that we are not professionals at right yes we are not lift mechanics that is definitely yeah. no definitely not a thing what other kind of stories can we tell? Um, I mean, we put. Oh, I got something. Okay, go for it. it. No, 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 you go first. Oh no, I was just gonna say uh, the a guest that we've had on this show. We put up in a lift. And, oh uh, yeah. Let's just say that. You definitely need to not be afraid of heights to work in this this industry. And some of us don't want to admit it, but they are. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to say names, but Shane, <laughs> when he was on the show, <laughs> um, when we were up in uh, Birch Bay for that job, Andrew and I were mainly on the lift. Okay, so we're going up and down, installing these line arrays. And then I think... Andrew was gone or something, and so I needed Shane to go up with me. And he hadn't been on the lift yet, and I was like, Shane, are you are you afraid of heights? And he was like, oh, no, I'm not, I'm not afraid of heights. No, no, I'm not afraid of heights. He was like, I just don't trust, I just don't trust the lift. <laughs> I'm like, dude, right. that's a really weird way of saying you're afraid of heights. <laughs> so, long story short, we think Shane is a closeted uh What's the term for being afraid of heights? Like the being, proper, whatever. Yeah, phobia. the actual like arachnophobia, but for heights. Being afraid of heights is called acrophobia. So he is a closeted acrophobiast. Acrophobic. Agor. Wait. Yeah. Acroph- acrophobic. Yeah. Sorry. Just uh. My bad. Yeah, I believe you. Thank you. But yeah, I think I think uh, you might be on there. Was that the story that you were going to tell? No, the story I was going to tell. All right, let's hear it. Or what I like most about the job, I guess. Okay. I guess it's not really too much of a specific story. But, and maybe I've said this in past episodes, but I'm just really passionate about this. We recently did a uh, speaker install for, um, is that called a breezeway? Uh, I think so. Technically, yes. Just the uh, outdoor covering underneath the patio where people walk yeah. into the front doors. Yes. Yeah, so you drive up and there's kind of like a drop-off zone. Maybe for handicap, maybe just for convenience. It's at a church. So you can drive up, drop some people off, and then you can go pull into a parking spot. Mm-hmm. And then you get right onto a curb and there's like a section. There's like these pillars that kind of hold up the uh, covering. And then you can go in the front doors. 
But before you go in the front doors and where the pillars are, there are speakers that we just installed. And so, of course, when you're doing it, you're like, okay, this looks good, but is it going to sound good? You don't really know. Like, you're cutting the holes. But then the most rewarding thing is then getting it all wired up and then starting to play music. And then you can choose whatever song you want to test it. And just the satisfying feeling of one, listening to a song you like, and two, hearing that what you just installed sounds good. And then you just get to like jam out to new speakers that you installed and someone else gets to enjoy. I think that's my that's my favorite part about the job. Like even when I was using that lift by myself on that job, I had to go up and down, up and down, I had to charge it. That was daunting and that was annoying. And that could have, if I was like in silence that whole day, that would have been awful, but because we had previously done speaker installs there, I get to listen to, I literally get to have a concert by myself because the building was empty. So I'm just having a concert while going up and down in this lift, installing lights. So I'm just having a good time. And as I install each light and wire it, the light turns on. And so now it's a dang dance party. I'm in a building by myself, installing things, having a good time. <laughs> like that's, <laughs> that's my favorite part about the job is if you're on a job site alone, or even when we're together, because we have similar music tastes, and I think we just both enjoy music. Mm-hmm. Like we can make the most out of it. Like it can be fun. Definitely, and it's definitely like the reward at the end of it after you've got everything. Because like what we're doing is we're putting in equipment that's designed for entertainment. Like at the end of the day, mm-hmm. and yeah. so you know who gets to experience the entertainment first is us because we have to test it, make sure it works. I mean, essentially play testing the entertainment side of things. And uh, there's nothing more rewarding. Yeah. I, I, yeah. It's it's a lot of fun. Because sometimes when you're just working, you know, you're 9 to 5. If you're in the trades, it's like, okay, I got to go, you know, I don't know. Like you used to work for a security company. So you would have to drive out to a, a customer and be like, okay, I'm going to install some security cameras in silence alone by myself in the corner. But now... You get to listen to music through some dope speakers while you install stuff. So you get to do labor and have a good time. Yep. It's rewarding. Labor and a good time. Oh, yeah. I don't know those words could go together, but they can. <laughs> in this in this industry, they can. And yeah. they do. Often. So transitioning. Do you pronounce the T in often? Do I Often what? or often? So I just said often. Is it often or often? It's pretty. I'm pretty sure it's often. Okay. With a T. Okay. I mean, I know that's how it's spelled, but that's also how you say it. Okay. I didn't know. I wasn't sure. I mean, we do tend to have disagreements on how things are pronounced, but not on this one. So look at that. What do you do? <laughs> yeah, that's also the thing about Peyton and I is we will disagree on a lot. Sometimes for jokes, most of the time for serious. I feel like we don't disagree that much on serious things, but that's okay. Yeah, no, that's true. <laughs> that's true. I usually just let you win. Wow. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just wrong often. So I, often. See, I said often without the D. Oh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> the inconsistency. We can't have it. <laughs> uh, another disagreement. <laughs> With yourself. I know. It's a constant battle. So, um, just the stories. Uh, 
just a uh, slight transition here into oh, some yeah. industry news. Let's do it. So as we all know, at the time of this recording, all of the trade shows that were canceled back in 2020 were rescheduled for 2021, but things still remain up in the air. So I just want to give everyone kind of the current status on a lot of these trade shows. So um, Infocom 2021, it's a kind of a worldwide kind of exhibition show. And um, uh, the U.S. one is currently not canceled, and I think that's because it's in Orlando. Um, oh, yeah, they didn't, uh, they didn't cancel anything over there. Yeah, no. So Orlando, Florida... October 23rd to 29th, you got Infocom 2021, some big people showing up, Samsung, Blackmagic Design, Crestron, um, and that's still going, that's as far as I know. Nice. All You're going you're gonna to get uh, audiovisual stuff, conferencing stuff, digital signage, content production, some streaming, video capture stuff. Uh, live event tips, all that kind of stuff at Infocom. Um, you've also got sure. NAB show. That's earlier. That's in Vegas um, from October 9th to the 13th. As far as I know, Nick Cannon's going to be there. Um, oh, bummer. For reasons only Nick Cannon knows. <laughs> But uh, I'm not a I'm not a big Nick Cannon guy. Yeah, I'm not sure why he's showing up at NAB because I'm not really sure. Uh, you know. Yeah, what is his place? Right, what in is that? What his offering is to the people? Yeah. But Just you know, celebrity, I guess. One on one with Nick Cannon, do what you got to do. Uh, Jim yeah. Gaffigan will be there. Ooh. So that's, you know, something. I don't understand his place in the industry, but I understand he is an entertainer and he's funny. Yeah, well, NAB, you know, tends to kind of be that like, um, I mean, there's a few different sides of it, but there tends to be a lot of the kind of the connection side of things, like the uh, customer facing side of things, which is why you have like TV personalities that will be there. Mm. I gotcha. Um, and it's in Vegas, so I guess that makes sense. Right. Yep. Plus there's just like it's just it's just bigger. It's not necessarily pointed directly at ABL specifically. Um, that's just an, one aspect of it. But it's just like a content creation kind of show. I gotcha. So speaking of Vegas, if I could uh take a quick little veer off of this industry news thing i was in vegas a few months ago and i'd been to vegas before and just seeing all the lights is cool like you know just as a kid or i mean i guess i was a kid being a kid just you know driving down the strip and just seeing all the lights is just kind of mesmerizing but then now working in like the lighting industry i now look at it from the perspective of oh, i wonder how they did that like oh that's really cool how's that wired and so even just like walking through the casinos now and just looking at all the extravagant lighting, whether it's in a venue or just in the main uh, casino floors, 
it's really fascinating. It's also it, it looks cool, but then it's also wow, how did they pull that off? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So Vegas is definitely a good place to go if you're just wanting to look at some cool lighting designs. Yeah, yeah, they do things to the to the extreme, I guess, in Vegas, yeah. at least on the U.S. side of things. I mean, even like how the Vegas Golden Knights do their show it's the most exciting one in all of the nhl and i think vegas Hmm. definitely is like we're here to put on a show and make it the biggest best best show i almost said bestest um yeah i don't know what you almost said that sounded weird that tends to be the case uh but yeah nab if you're into media that's a good show to go to, and it's currently, as far as I know, still going on. Um, and could you say the dates for that one more time? Yeah, so NAB is going to be in the beginning of... Let me just check the dates one more time to be sure. Beginning of October, though. Uh, the 8th to the 13th. Cool. And you got um, a few different things in there, like the streaming summit, the radio show. Uh, lots of field workshops, um, the business of media, broadcast engineering and IT, uh, a lot of things like that. So just kind of like media industry. Sweet. And then a really big one that we potentially will be at, um, which kind of depends how things are going to see if it's going to remain, but also in Vegas in the middle of November, the 15th to the 21st, is the very popular LDI, Live Design International. And this show is pretty much for lighting people to show up and show off how crazy they can get with lighting and digital display and all that stuff. Um, it's it's basically a, basically a show-off gallery. Like uh, in the past, they've had the world's largest laser show and, you know, everyone else shows up and does crazy stuff and all that fun jazz for LDI. That's awesome. And uh, that's coming up middle of November and we may be there um, not showing off our lighting, but more on the sales sides of things and working with some vendors there and trying to uh, help push some sales because, you know, that's important. Um, so if you're a fan of the show um, and you're there, look out for us. Yep, yep. We, uh, we sign autographs. We take pictures. We're kind of a big deal. So The biggest. Yeah. Uh, there will be over 390 exhibitors, so it's going to be very large. And they expect So tough over... to find us, but if you do. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they expect over 10,000 people in attendance, so it's, wow. it's a big show. But That's you awesome, got, though. You got all the big, all the big names. You got Chauvet. You got, uh, uh, you got Chroma, you got Elation, you got Blizzard, you got, you know, everyone who's putting out lighting and everyone who's putting out LED walls and all this crazy tech. I mean, you got Novastar uh, that does digital processing for LED walls. They'll be there. And so there's probably going to be some insane staging setups, insane LED wall setups. I mean, not just like a regular wall but probably you know a 360 degree vr kind of setup we had those so if you want to be massively entertained definitely check out ldi 
Um, so this is for both the um, outsider just looking to have a good time and also for those in the industry to learn and uh, grow their company kind of? Well, it's so kind LDI, of for both. LDI tends to be for not only just um, industry people, but also those, mm -hmm. like let's say you're a live event professional and you're trying okay. to put on shows and you're like curious, what are my options here? Um, you can go to LDI and people will show you just how crazy your show can be. And Ooh. so it's not only installers, but it's people. It's people who want to run shows or, you know, want to see what the options are for the industry. And um, lots of good ways to get in. Um, I think it's only $25 for the exhibit hall if you get the early bird rate. Wow. So it's a good deal. Definitely. Definitely check that out. Uh, they also do loudspeaker demos. So if you want to experience the biggest and best in loudspeakers in the industry right now, they're yes, doing please. that. I don't know if it's I don't know if it's the kind of thing where you show up and just like, you know, plug your uh, yeah, plug your phone to hey, the can aux I, cord. Can I have the aux? <laughs> <laughs> can I play some Katy Perry, please? Um, you better not play trash though. Yeah, you get kicked out for playing Justin Bieber. Yeah, just tossed. Yeah. Um. I mean, I'm just there for the new technology breakfast, so, you know. Ooh. Um, I was going to ask, so you said that's in Vegas, correct? Correct. So where is that held? Like, is it in a casino? Is there, like, is it on the strip, off the strip? Where exactly is it? Is it multiple locations throughout the week? Yeah, so LDI has um, the conference, and then they have the institute where they, like, do hands-on training for lighting stuff and all that sort of whatever courses their vendors are offering. Um, and so I don't know if they're doing them all in the same spot this year or if the exhibit hall is going to be separate and in a different location. Uh, I haven't heard. I can look here and see what we got. Um... But I want to say it's. Oh, it looks like it's going to be all in the same location this year. At the Las Vegas Convention Center. The Las Vegas Convention Center, October no November, fifteenth to twentieth. Fifteenth to twenty-first. Uh, the exhibits 21st. are the nineteenth to the twenty-first. So if you just want to just be entertained, nineteenth uh, to twenty-first is when you want to be there, and. Um, that is the weekend so <coughs> bless you sorry thank you so yeah the entertainment side of things um and the hands-on sides of things see all the new consoles see all the the new the new technology and lighting uh, that's the 19th to the 21st sweet uh for the rest of all the uh, shows like uh avl expo i believe is canceled but um they haven't announced officially what their plan is, so just remain in the know, I guess, for that. And we'll provide updates if they if they come in next future episodes. But uh, yeah, that's that's the industry news. Sweet. That sounds like three good events coming up that uh, those interested should definitely check out and look into. Hundred percent. And if uh, we're in attendance at any of them, you'll uh, see us on Instagram. Making those IG lives. Sweet. Track us down that way. Yeah. 
Anything that uh, you want to add before we close out this one here, Jordan? Um, well, I'm just looking up the uh, Las Vegas Convention Center. And for those of you who are familiar with Vegas and the industry, um, that does look like it's just east of the win. So if you know where the win and the encore are, the convention center is just right next to that. So it's just off the strip, just off of Las Vegas Boulevard, um, a little bit to the east. And I'm also just realizing that the win has its own golf club, which looks very cool from satellite view on Google Maps. But that's all I got. All right, great. Thank you, Mr. Las Vegas Tour Guide. I really appreciate that. Yeah, no, and if you want to schedule a tour with me today, um, you can call me at 25. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> Sorry. Just got excited. <laughs> yeah, I think that's all we got. But um, coming up in future episodes, we're going to be talking about lighting, as I mentioned. A three-part series talking about all the different things that go into a lighting show. Um, we're currently... Working on a potential huge lighting project, so we'll talk a little bit about um, some of the things that might go into that. Um, we'll also be covering Dante Audio Networking, live streaming, a three-part series here with our favorite live streaming expert, Jordan, and uh, projectors, LED walls, clutch, live productions, lots of stuff coming up, and we hope you stay tuned and look forward to the future ones. We'll see you all in the next one. Peace.